trusting, oh Lord, after truth. And I thank you, Lord, the Holy Spirit, that you're going to bring that truth to them. I thank you, Lord, that that truth is going to come to them in such a way that it is going to set them free, Lord. That lives are going to be changed forever, Lord. Hallelujah. Things are going to be going to fall off of them that has tried to cling to them. And I thank you for that. Holy Spirit, it is you who is teaching. I can stand up here and talk and absolutely nothing happened in people's lives, but only when you take your, take your word and you take it to their heart and give them understanding. So we're depending on you. I know that as I speak, you are speaking also to our hearts, even to my heart. Even though I'm teaching, I thank you that you are also speaking to my heart. I will be changed forever also. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who are coming in, uh, the, the teachings are right there. You can add those to your books. If um, I don't, Those who were not here last week that would like to have a book, I'll give you one at the end of class. So, um, we'll go ahead and, so we can go ahead and get started, okay? So uh, last week, you know, we talked about that this is a, a teaching by Barry Bennett. And one of the things that Barry Bennett did, he goes, I don't go through... And look verse by verse, he likes to study and teach topically. So he picked seven topics to teach on. So we covered one. So uh, the next topic is revelation knowledge, and that's what we're going to be studying today. So a lot of people like studying different ways, you know. So what, you know, my Aunt Carol says, whatever floats your boat. You know, however God leads you and how you how you learn and grow, then that do do that. There's there's no right or wrong way in studying scriptures. However you learn, how the Holy Spirit leads you. Okay, some people like you know like getting up early and praying, and some people like can't they can't hardly think in the morning, so they rather play in the pray in the evening when they're they're clear. It doesn't matter about those things. It matters that you just follow after the Spirit and that you have your time, you know? So uh, same thing with Bible study. Different people study different ways, and they get things different ways. And so whatever way, whatever way floats your boat, then that's the way you should do it, you know? So um, anyway, his way, is he loves studying topically and teaching topically. So one of the topics is revelation knowledge, and it is very important. So let's uh, read, and to make things easier and faster, I actually put the, the scriptures in. So Diane was nice last week and put them up for us, but uh, she wasn't going to be here, so I put them in. But I think I'm going to do this from now on because it'll make things go a little bit quicker. Put my little clear glasses on. So let's read uh, Matthew 16, 13 through 19. When Jesus came into the region of um, Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Well, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Such an important question, right? A lot of people want to talk around Jesus, but when you put this question to them, all of a sudden they have to go, well, let me think about that, you know? It's a very important question. And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also said to you that, that Peter, on this rock I will build my church. Not Peter himself, but the revelation, 
that was given to him of who Jesus was. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay? So what happened was is that Peter had a revelation knowledge from God. And whether we, we, can, we can think that we're studious and we can understand things and everything, but not until the Holy Spirit really reveals those things to us. And it's revelation, things that are hidden, not just to our mind, but also to our hearts, right? It's important that we know and we understand these things in our hearts. So when Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, it was a revelation to him. It had to come from God. Jesus said it had to come from God. There's no other way to get revelation knowledge than from God or from the Holy Spirit. And it's on that revelation knowledge that we built, that God builds his church, okay? It's, so it's important that we understand there's a difference from just reading and, under, and knowing and there's a, there, um, compared to actually having God, the Holy Spirit, reveal these things to you in such a way um, that uh, you can build your life upon. So it says the church must be built upon revelation knowledge. Flesh and blood cannot prevail. Human knowledge and effort will not prevail. So we can try to be studious, but until we get that revelation knowledge, it won't change our lives. We can try with our human knowledge and effort even to read the word and try to do the word, but until we have the revelation knowledge of the Holy Spirit, it is going to be hard for us to actually walk in it in the fullness, okay? Now, now we have to start there, but we need to pray and say, Holy Spirit, you are my teacher. Help me to understand. Help me to see and to know, you know? And all of you guys have been Christians long enough to go reading the word, and you've read that word over and over and over again, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you know, an explosion happens in your heart because you just, from your heart, understood what God was saying, you know? And then it's yours forever, you know? Praise God. You know, like, I was like, um, in Psalms 91, it says, only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. And I've read that many, many times. And all of a sudden, it was like, whoosh, just flashed in front of me. said, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. You're the right, you know, you can't get any more righteous from that. So you've been removed from the, from the rewards of the wicked. And part of the w- rewards is sickness and disease. It has nothing to do with you any longer. Nothing. And it just hit me, and I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I read that. And I'm like, I thought I understood it, but it was exploding in my heart. It became revelation knowledge to me, you know? There's a, so there's a difference between knowledge and revelation knowledge. And so what we want, we want to get to is we want to have that revelation knowledge, you know, explode in our heart. It's like it goes from something that's here and that you kind of know and understand, and in some cases even quote, to where it was, it's written on your heart. Because faith comes from the heart. So you're, you're in, your aim is to get it from here to here, that you believe it with all your heart, and it's written there. And that you cannot be convinced this way or that way. You only know and believe what God has written on your heart. That's revelation knowledge, right? So the importance of revelation knowledge, this is A. Let's read Galatians 1, 11 through 12. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not according to man. He didn't receive it from man. He wasn't taught it. For I neither received it from man nor was taught it. But it came through the revelation 
of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself, the Holy Spirit himself, revealed these things to him, dropped them in his heart, and what a revelation it is, you know? I, I believe that, I mean, look at Paul's past. I really believe that he was so upset that he tried to persecute Jesus Christ, you know, by trying to make, you know, ruin the church or destroy the church, you know. And I think he just cried out to God with all that he is. And then God just dropped this in his heart, knowing that he was going to be faithful to go out and share these things. And boy, was he faithful. <laughs> who in us, who in here could say that they would be willing to go through what Paul did to get this truth out? He is an amazing man. Wow. But it came through revelation. It's not through his understanding, but through revelation. If he went with his understanding, he would have taught the law, you know, but he had a revelation from Jesus Christ. It was what he stood upon and he could not be moved from, you know, because there was a lot of people that was trying to come and convince him and other otherwise that you had to, con you know, continue with the law. But he would not be moved. Why? Because it had been written on his heart. It had been revealed to him. So revelation in the Greek means to disclose hidden things revealed. Okay. So there are things there. I know one preacher says God doesn't hide things from you, but for you. Okay. So one of the things we need to do is we need to dig deep. You know, we need to press in. We need to say, Holy Spirit, I, I don't want just to know. I want to have that revelation knowledge. I want you to write that word on my heart. So that no other word can compete with that word. That only that word is what I'm going to believe and stand upon. That is what we're after. See, without that being in our hearts and written on our hearts, our faith cannot work. A lot of people ask, Why? But I believe this. But if they really truly believed with all their heart, then it would work. So this is the task that we have. We want to seek after the Holy Spirit, our teacher, for, his, for that revelation knowledge to come to us so that we can stand in faith and believe and receive and walk in those things. Okay? So it's in very important for revelation knowledge to happen in our lives. So 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4 says, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Because I knew a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven, and I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is, un, is not lawful for a man to utter. So Paul said, he's, I've had visions and I've had revelations, right? So we've all had visions, and God can teach us through visions but through visions needs revelation needs to come also okay because you can see a vision and not understand it so but if god shows you a vision because he's trying to get your attention that you need to pay attention or look into what he's trying to teach you right you know um i had a a vision one time i was teaching on a wednesday night and then right in the middle of my teaching i'm like all of a sudden i see this table it was like um, just a long table and like picnic benches you know, style seats. But it went on forever. You know, it just kept going as far as I could see. And then I saw, I saw all the people that were in the congregation seated at the table on e each side. And there's Jesus at the end of the table. 
And but I'm looking at the table and there's these huge silver platters with these heavy, heavy tops to them, right? And then and I knew instinctively that everything we could ever want or need, Jesus has put in front of us. And he's up there going, he's so excited. He's so ready for us to, to you know, when you, you work so hard and, on, you know, on the meal and everything, and you set it, and you're just, you're just waiting for them to take that bite, right? And just go, mm, 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 <laughs> you know? And so that's what he was just expecting. He's just looking there like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I can't wait, I can't wait. And then so I'm looking at the, and the people are just looking at each other, right? And I'm like, why aren't they eating, you know? And I, I go around, I'm looking, and they're sitting on their hands. And I'm like, well, God, what is this? And I didn't understand it. But, you know, it takes faith to reach out and uncover everything that Jesus has bought and paid for so that we can enjoy it. He's, our, he's put it out there for us, but we still, by faith, have to reach out. You know? So, you know, this is something that at first I didn't understand it. I didn't even know why he was showing me this. In the service, the only thing I knew to do is start telling them what I was seeing. And they were like looking at me like, what? <laughs> Visions, right? But we need to pursue until we have revelation knowledge on it. It's by faith that we receive everything that's been given by grace. So let's go to uh, Romans 16. 25 and 26. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. Do you know that God, even before God created, he already had a plan? You know, and that plan was through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, it was a mystery. We didn't understand or see it. We had, the prophets had glimpses of what Jesus was coming to do, but they didn't fully understand what Jesus was going to come and do until Jesus came. And even then, even a lot of the apostles didn't understand fully what he did, but Paul had a revelation of what Jesus did fully for us. And it takes revelation to see, to understand, and to stand on those truths no matter what comes against them, right? 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7 says, However, we speak wisdom or revelation among those who are mature, yet not wisdom or revelation of this age, nor, not, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for his glory. So these things were set in motion even before he created. Can you imagine? God's like, he already knew what was going to happen, so he already made a plan. <laughs> wow, God. Wow. First Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 says, But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But... God has revealed them to us through his spirit. It's not talking about when we die and go to heaven, guys. Because a lot of times when this is preached, they're, they're referring to, oh, well, we, oh, one day when we get to heaven. I'm telling you that it, it can happen now through the Holy Spirit. He has been sent to reveal these things to us. Specifically sent to show us these things. Right now, we can enjoy what Jesus bought and paid for. 
now. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven. So his job, the Holy Spirit's job, is to reveal those things to us. Uh, Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 and 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely given, his grace shown, right? He has to reveal those things to us. If we don't know that they're available, how can you believe for them? You know, um, when we hear someone's testimony, it should immediately bring hope to begin with, right? Because you went from, oh my gosh, is that possible? It really is? Because any testimony is given, you shouldn't be jealous of them. It should be, oh my gosh, then that, if, it, if God did it for them, now it's available for me. So hope arises. Then you start seeking after God. Holy Spirit, I want to know how I got this. <laughs> Obviously, he knows something that I don't. And Holy Spirit, it's your job to teach me. <laughs> so let's get with it. <laughs> and you know what? If you seek after him, then he is going to teach you one way or the other. He is going to get that, that revelation to you some way, somehow. You know, so I'll be reading the word and I'm like, God, I don't understand that. You need to teach me, you know, and then sometimes he'll speak to me right then and there. Sometimes he doesn't. The next Sunday, pastor, I'll, well, 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 you know, he's actually teaching on what I asked God about. <laughs> really, God, you're going to you're going to have Pastor Dave teach the whole congregation something that I asked you. You do you love me that much? Oh, my gosh, he does. He does. Or I'll ask him a question when I was at Karis, and the teacher's teaching on one subject. He stops, and then he starts teaching on my question. He goes through it, and he goes, well, I don't know why I said that, but apparently somebody here needed to hear it. And I'm like, that was me. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you seek, you will find, because that's a promise, right? So what we want to do is starts with hope. It starts you seeking, it starts with you finding that door, and then that door opening and you going and enjoying it. That's how it works. But it comes through revelation knowledge first. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Now, a lot of times, like, oh, we're saying, oh, that's, that's the uh, natural man, that's someone outside of the church. But we are a natural man. Okay, and so the only the only way that we can know these things, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. We have to have the Holy Spirit explain these things to us and in a, in a way that we can understand and know the truth and not be moved from it. God doesn't doesn't want our walk with him to be merely doctrinal. Doctrine is a truth that is established with two or three scriptures stating the same thing in context. And it says in um, 2 Corinthians 13, 1, This will be the third time I have come to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Now, we establish truth, you know, by the, um, a witness of two or three scriptures. If you want to know the truth, you find three scriptures stating the same thing in context, and then you can know that you know that that's the truth. But it doesn't end there. You need to study into the point where you have revelation knowledge of those things, that God literally speaks those words to your heart, and your heart just ignites, 
you know. What the, the, the disciples, after Jesus had died and rose again, he's walking along with him. They didn't know it was him. But, you know, one of the things they said later, once they figured out, it says, didn't our hearts burn within us? And that's what should be happening. When you get revelation, your heart just burns. Like, oh, my gosh, that's God. God spoken to me. You should have a witness there, you know. That's what you're after. Because once you've got that, you can't be moved. The devil may try to move you up, but he's going to have a, a much harder time moving you from that than just doctrine that you've learned, okay? So uh, B says, revelation knowledge brings a knowing, okay? And this is 2 Corinthians four thirteen through 14. And since we have the same fruit of faith according to what is written, I have believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak knowing that we who that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. There comes a knowing. Okay, I had a um, an old preacher and everything in my last church, and he, he was like a masterful testifier. He would get up and he goes, "I know that I know that I know that Jesus is my healer." And let me tell you why. <laughs> And he would quote the scripture and then start saying, Jesus healed me here, he did this, he did this. I'm like, that's where I want to be. I want to know that I know that I know. There is no other, there's no more room for anything else because you can't convince me otherwise. I know. (laughs) And that's where we want to be with all the truths and the grace of God, everything that God has provided by his grace. We want to walk around, I know that I know that I know, right? And when we know, we know that we know, that's when we can experience, experience, experience. Because it's from your heart that you believe. So the other thing is that what happens, if you really believe it, you're going to speak it. You know, you're going to go, let me tell you what God has spoken to me and what God has done in my life. You wind up having, you can't help but speak. And then you come to that knowing nobody can move you from that truth because God has written it on your heart. You have the revelation. And now you get to walk in and then enjoy what God has said. Again, a lot of people are like, I, I know that. I know that. But they're not experiencing it. So you got to keep moving until you have that revelation knowledge. So C says, the true source of faith is revelation. So then faith comes by hearing. This is Romans 10 and 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's, it's the rhema of God, God's spoken word. We can read his written word, and we might have, a, have understanding. We think we understand it, but it's not until God speaks and we hear in our heart that we can have that revelation or that rhema, that rhema word. It says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to, to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. We have to have the Holy Spirit explain these things to us, to show us, you know. We have to hear that word, him speak that word to us, and then it's ours. We can, we can experience what, what the word of God says. So number one says here, natural hearing and spiritual hearing. Most of us live in the soulish realm, feelings, news, and science, which leads to human reasoning. All right? We fill our minds so much 
so much uh, natural knowledge that we have little room or time for spiritual knowledge. A lot of times, you know, we have a situation and we already think we already know the answer or what we should do. But we should, in all things, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit, God, here's the situation. What do you want me to do? What way should I go? You know? We can try to go by what we've learned and what we've seen in our past or what somebody else has said. Even somebody else's testimony that, oh, I did this and I got healed. And like, oh, okay. Now, I, I think if I do that now, then I should be get, get healed. But really what you should say, what you should do is go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what should I do? I thank you that Jesus has paid for it. I'm not uh, walking it. So what, what is my part in this? And listen and do what he says. Because a lot of times it has, a lot of times it won't be the same. You may even have a situation that you run into, and then God gets you through it. You hear God, you do what he says, and he delivers you. And then you come into the same situation. Oh, I know what I did last time, but you shouldn't just do, try to do the same thing again. You should go to the Holy Spirit. Walking by faith is following after the Holy Spirit, letting him speak to you, and then you doing what he says. That's true faith, Right? You know, I had someone say one time, I was like, I really needed a van for, for my work at, at the time. This is a long time ago. And he goes, you know what? What I, what I did is I just went out and just bought a new, new vehicle by faith, you know? And God has just been so faithful. So I went out and then went, I wound up having to turn it back in. <laughs> Why? Because I shouldn't have just listened to him and followed what he said. His form, you know, he, I took it as a formula to get God to move and work. Instead, I should have went to the Holy Spirit and said, what do you want me to do? So now he's the author and finisher of our, of our faith. He's the one that knows where we are in our faith, in our growth, and he's the one who will speak to us and tell us what we need to do because he wants us to get where we want to go to. But he knows exactly what you need to do to get there. So don't take what somebody says as a formula of how God is going to work in your own life, right? You need to go to him, and you need to speak. You need to th- get, let him speak to you, and then you follow after. The five, this is number three. The, the five senses cannot accurately know God. There must be a revelation knowledge, okay? You want God's word on it, on each and every situation. doesn't matter how big or how small it is, okay? Um, we want to walk by faith, Right, walking by faith is seeking after his, the Holy Spirit in everything. So, uh, D says the need. Why isn't it working? Principles, but no results. What we were just talking about. Bible knowledge, but no real faith. Natural knowledge, but little spiritual knowledge. <laughs> we have to understand and know in our hearts the truth, and that truth comes by the Holy Spirit. So we should be looking to the Holy Spirit in everything, in every way, and for every word, okay? He's our teacher. He's the one that is going to speak, and when we act on what he says, that's when, that's true faith. And then that's when you will see the miraculous happen. Revelation is what truly transforms a life. So when I started going to the Baptist church, at the end of every service, they said the sinner's prayer. Everybody pray this prayer. <laughs> I said it, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of times, and nothing happened. It wasn't until the Holy Spirit revealed 
to me that I was a sinner, right? What I felt at that time was just this weight on me. And the way I can describe it was like a big bubble, just weighing me down. And I felt it, it was so heavy, you know? And I knew I, w- I, was, I couldn't do anything about it. I needed help, you know? And that help was Jesus Christ. And then when I prayed, I, I said, well, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of sins. And then, but that didn't go away. There says, now, Jesus stood up for you. He died on the cross for you. He, now he wants you to come and confess him before men. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, <laughs> do I really have to? And he's like, yes, you have to. So I went and I said, I said to the pastor, pastor, I prayed that prayer to receive Jesus. And as soon as I did that, it was like somebody popped that bubble and it just came off of me. And that sweet presence that I kind of felt when we were singing all of a sudden rushed into my heart. I grabbed my chest like this with both hands, and I just, like this. And I just like, oh, my gosh, and just something broke in me, and I just wept and cried. Now, why? I prayed that same prayer hundreds of times, but it wasn't until the Holy Spirit revealed he revealed, and then I acted. And because I acted on what he revealed, then that's when I was born again. I remember walking outside and looking at the trees going, whoa, wait a minute. I've never seen a, All the trees are, they're just, oh my gosh, they're alive. I could see life in them. Where before it was like, I'm like, I know I've seen a tree before. <laughs> but they look different. I'm looking at the sky going, oh. Oh my gosh, how beautiful, right? It was amazing. I, even though there was no outward change, there was definitely a change that happened inside me, you know? So it's when the Holy Spirit reveals and you follow after him that then that's when the supernatural can happen. It's not just a formula. It's not just a prayer. It's you praying from that revelation knowledge that the Holy Spirit gives you in each and every situation. So, um, revelation can get you healed. It is the, it is the seed of faith. So, um, Mark 10, 46 through 52. Now they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy upon me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called, called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. You know, not just anyone would understand what, what the blind blind was saying. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. He was taught and understood that that was, that was the Messiah the son of David, who would come. He believed in his heart. I believe he had the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah. 
and that he was able to do what he was about to ask him to do. And he was, he did do, he did do it. He got healed. All right. Now religion impedes revelation. Religion impedes faith. Okay. So religion says, no, you have to do a, a certain thing to get whatever from God. But we're taught that it's all come through Jesus Christ. That it's because of Jesus that we can have righteousness. It's because of Jesus we can get healed. It's because of Jesus that we can be protected. It's because of Jesus that no matter what the devil throws at us, he is going to get us through. Right? But religion's like, well, you if you're going through this, you must have done something wrong. <laughs> right? It impedes faith. You need to examine yourself and see what sin you have done because it wouldn't have come on you if you weren't doing something wrong. So I know, I know you're doing something wrong. <laughs> and that's not the way we should look at it at all. It's because of Jesus and Jesus alone. It doesn't matter what we do. It's, it matters what Jesus did. And because of what Jesus did, you get to freely receive what he has bought and paid for. Hallelujah. So we don't want stinking religion. We want that revelation knowledge so that we can trust in him and receive those things that he's freely given us. Amen? Galatians 3 and 23 says, But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. So we know this, the story of the centurion. Wow, Jesus said, what great faith you have, you know? And it really blows me away too. Here's a centurion, not even part of the, 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 the children of Israel at whatsoever, but he demonstrated great faith. He saw Jesus, what he was able to do, and says, you know what? He must have the authority. And so he understood that Jesus having that authority, that he could use that authority to command and because of that, he was able to have his servant healed. Or the Canaanite woman, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She knew that he was able and he would do it, and she was going to hold on until she got her answer, right? And so that's true faith, right? It may seem like God is saying no, which I don't believe he ever says no, anything that Jesus has bought and paid for. We just need to hold on until he answers, until the answer comes. Don't give up because that's when the devil wins and you get nothing, you know. <laughs> that was like, ah, ah, I got them to give up on what belongs to them. Can you believe that? They fell for that again. <laughs> Shame on us. We should know and trust God and what he says and that he is good and that he will come through. He is working on it. Whatever it is, he's working on it. He is working in your behalf, right? And it's going to happen. Because you're trusting in him, you're looking to him, and he always comes through. So E says, how do we receive revelation? So Acts 26, 18 says, to, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So I've called you to open their eyes. You know, if we don't understand what's available to us, then there's no way that we can turn to it or look to it or understand it. 
So we have to have that revelation. That is revelation to us when we are able to then see clearly God's part, his plan for our, for our, heart, for our lives or whatever situation we may come through. You know, the devil wants to, to, to kind of stay in darkness. It's like we're feeling our way around and stumbling and falling. Instead, we want to live a life that's full, full of light. And when we go to the Holy Spirit, he can light that way and the, so that we can see. Otherwise, we are feeling our way and we're stumbling along. But we shouldn't be living and work, walking in that way. We should be looking to him to lead us and guide us in every way. So from the power of Satan to God, when we understand that we can, we can depart from the power of Satan, that we no longer are subject to what he has said or he has established, but we can be um, in the kingdom of God, the power of God, and have it established in our lives. So that they may receive forgiveness of sins, so that revelation knowledge coming, like, I, like the Holy Spirit showed me that of that sin that was upon me, and then how he was able to take it away. But also an inheritance. There's a difference between a slave or a servant and a son and daughter. We're now sons and daughters. We have an inheritance. And it says, and this, this, this is like, you've got to be kidding me. We have the same inheritance of, as Jesus. Now, how great is that? I mean, that is... I mean, you really, I mean, your mind is struggling to understand it because my, my mind is hard <laughs> understanding that not only has he saved us and made us sons and daughters, but he's now given us everything he has. Everything that Jesus has received is now ours. To walk in it, you have to have revelation knowledge in each and every situation so that you can walk it out by faith. We have so many, dem- so many people that have demonstrated so many amazing things out there right? Uh, Pastor Dave and his life and all the testimonies he has, right? That is someone that is walking in their inheritance, right? We still have so many other great teachers and leaders in, in the church, and they have demonstrated what is possible. They are walking in their inheritance. It belongs to them. But guess what? It also belongs to us. So we need to seek after that and go after that with all our hearts, so the point of the gospel is to reveal. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says, Whose minds the gods of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. So God, I mean, the, the God of this world wants to cloud your mind so that you can't see and understand. What we have to do is we have to get the Holy Spirit to shine light on it. So we, if we just go by what, what's going on, what we see out here, we're just going to stay blinded to the truth. But if we look to him, he will reveal. He will shine his light. We will see uh, what God has for us. So, number, let's see, uh, how do we receive revelation knowledge? Pray for it or ask God for it. So uh, one of Paul's prayers, which you should pray over yourself and your family and your church, um, because it's written in the word. <laughs> it's, uh, so we know this is the right way to pray for, for us and for, for others. Do not, Paul did not cease to give thanks uh, for you, making mention to you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The only way you're going to understand who he is and what he's done is revelation. The eyes, so that eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, 
and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So praying in the spirit, number two, says 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 13. But it, as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them. It's not one day when we go to heaven, you can know these things now. And the things that God, the Holy Spirit, reveals for you will allow you to walk in them. So it is up to you to seek, to knock, get to the door and open and enter in. But it's as the Holy Spirit teaches you and reveals these things to you. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. It says, For he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Okay? Mysteries are things that are hidden, but not hidden from you before you. Okay? And one way to get revelation, like if you're reading the Word and you're like seeking after the Holy Spirit, I want to know that I know that I know. It cannot be moved. Pray in the Spirit over it. And then from that will come revelation knowledge. God will reveal those things to you. One way or the other, he's going to get the truth to you if you're seeking after it. Stay in the word. I repeat, stay in the word. (laughs) It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. If you want the life that Jesus has bought and paid for and promised to you, then you have to stay in his word. You know, I don't understand Christians who are not in the word continually. As a child, like as a, as a baby would sincerely want the milk of, you know, from his mom or from a bottle, you know, that's how much we should be wanting the word of God continually. You know, Jesus says, you know, talking about our daily bread, you know, we eat, uh, I eat good. <laughs> I don't miss a meal because <laughs> I, I believe he's given us all things richly to enjoy. <laughs> and I know he, he, he watches over me and I bless my food and it's, and it's going to bring good to me, whatever it might be. But um, anyway, but we're supposed to also eat daily of his word. So we should all have a daily time that we are reading his word and it, it is as a meal, as you need a meal each day, we need, well, you need to sit down, you need to eat of the word of God. It's not something that is, should be uh, elective, but it's something that you should do. It's something that is needed for you to, to learn and to grow and to be strong in the Lord. So um, that is the end of this teaching. So um, that's lesson three. What we're going to do.